out as a debutante at age 18, when it was hoped I'd be presentable enough to snag the eye of a prosperous young man of good family. This was dubious for many reasons, including the fact that I loathed cooking and sewing and could not exactly be described as the eye-snagging type. So here we were in spring, a season of celebration and some trepidation in our household, on account of my soft-hearted brother Travis, one year younger than I. You see, spring is the season of burgeoning life, of fledgling birds, raccoon kits, fox cubs, baby squirrels, and many of those babies ended up orphaned or maimed or abandoned. And the more hopeless the case, the bleaker its prospects, the more impossible its future, the more likely was Travis to adopt the creature and lug it home to live with us. I found the parade of unlikely pets quite entertaining, but our parents did not. There were stern talks from mother, there were threatened punishments from father, but everything went out the window when Travis stumbled across an animal in need. Some thrived and some failed miserably, but all found space in his susceptible heart. On this particular morning in March, I got up very early and unexpectedly ran into Travis in the hall. "'Are you going to the river?' he said. "'Can I come too?' I generally preferred to go alone, because it's so much easier to spy on unsuspecting wildlife that way. But of all my brothers, Travis came closest to sharing my interest in nature. I let him come along, saying, Only if you're quiet, I'm going to make my observations. I led us along one of the deer trails to the river as dawn slowly warmed the eastern sky. Travis, ignoring my instructions, chattered the whole way. Say, Kelly, did you hear that Mrs. Holloway's rat terrier Maisie just had puppies? Do you think Mother and Father would let me have one? I doubt it. Mother's always complaining about the fact that we have four dogs already. She thinks that's three too many. But there's nothing better in the world than a puppy. The first thing I do is teach to fetch sticks. That's part of the trouble with Bunny. I love him, but he won't play fetch. Bunny was Travis's huge, fluffy, white, prize-winning rabbit. My brother doted on him, feeding and brushing and playing with him every day. But training was a new development. Wait, I said. You're... you're trying to teach Bunny to retrieve? Yep. I try and try, but he just won't do it. I even tried him with a carrot stick, but he just ate it. Um, Travis... Hmm? No rabbit in the history of the world has ever fetched a stick, so don't bother. Well, Bunny's awful smart. He may be smart for a rabbit, but that's not saying much. I think he just needs more practice. Sure, and then you can start piano lessons for the pig. Maybe Bunny would catch on faster if you helped us. Not so, Travis. It's a hopeless dream. We continued our debate until we had nearly reached the river, when we suddenly spied some creature snuffling in the leaf mold at the base of a hollowed-out tree. It turned out to be a young Dasypus novum cinctus, a nine-banded armadillo about the size of a small loaf of bread. Although they were becoming more common in Texas, I'd never seen one up close before. Anatomically speaking, it resembled the unhappy melding of an anteater, the face, a mule, the ears, and a tortoise, the carapace. I thought it overall an unlucky creature in the looks department, 
but Granddaddy once said that to apply a human definition of beauty to an animal that had managed to thrive for millions of years was both unscientific and foolish. Travis crouched down and whispered, What's it doing? I think it's looking for breakfast, I said. According to Granddaddy, they eat worms and grubs and such. Travis said, He's awfully cute, don't you think? No, I don't. But there was no use telling him that. The heedless armadillo then did the one surefire thing guaranteed to earn itself a new home with us. It wandered over to my brother and sniffed at his socks. Uh-oh. We'd have to get out of there before Travis could say, Let's take it home. <sighs> Too late. It's a wild animal, Travis. I don't think we should. Ignoring me, he said, I think I'll call him Armand. Armand the Armand.